The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. The Bible continues to be the number one best-selling book in the world. It contains amazing truth that transcends the most brilliant minds on earth. Your Bible reveals the future of the world and the future of the universe. And yet we're challenged by seers, prognosticators, and false prophets predicting all kinds of disasters. Television programs and experts seem to enjoy interpreting Nostradamus' vague writings, attempting to fit into his writings modern events. The movie 2012 portrayed graphic disasters, global flooding, massive earthquakes, and gigantic upheavals. Can we trust these prophetic scenarios? Can we even trust Bible prophecy? My friends, you need to know the future. Can prophecy fail? Will prophecy fail? Or can you count on the sure word of prophecy? Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. Your Bible plainly reveals that we're living in the prophesied end times. Will planet Earth survive? Will all life on Earth be destroyed? Forecasters have given us graphic depictions showing how cities, regions, and planet Earth can be destroyed. Even in recent years, we have already experienced death and destruction from tsunamis, earthquakes, hurricanes and typhoons, terrorism, famine, disease epidemics, two world wars ending in 1945 with two atomic bombs delivering massive death and destruction. Since World War II, the world has suffered many regional wars in Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. Now technology has even given us drones, remotely controlled airplanes that can deliver precisely targeted missiles. Will we survive in the 21st century? Your Bible gives the answer to that question. There's good news beyond the bad. My friends, there are self-appointed prophets and false prophets who prophesy a false future. But your Bible gives a sure word of prophecy, as we'll see. Can prophecy fail? Will prophecy fail? We'll answer that question on today's program, and we'll be offering you an inspiring free booklet titled, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. Be sure to write down the phone number on your screen to request your free copy. You can also order this free booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Today's world presents us with many challenges. Not only do we face the dangers of natural disasters, violence, and war, but many are very pessimistic concerning the global economic crisis. Investors have lost not just millions of dollars in their market holdings, but trillions of dollars. We've seen in the United States hundreds of bank failures, thousands of home foreclosures, and double-digit unemployment. Millions of British citizens are pessimistic about their economic future. 
The Financial Times reports, quote, Consumers in the U.K. are among the most pessimistic in the world over the state of their economy, according to an opinion poll of big countries that lays bare the two-paced nature of the global recovery, end of quote. My friends, can we have hope as we face the realities and problems in these end times? Can we trust the Bible to give us that hope? If you have your Bible, turn to 2 Peter 1, verse 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. My friends, you can have faith and assurance when you understand the sure word of prophecy. True Christians eagerly await the second coming of Jesus Christ. But various religious groups have taught many conflicting ideas about the second coming. They've even set dates for his return or for an expected rapture long before now. And they've been very disappointed and even disillusioned when their predictions for Christ's return failed. Listen, prophecy failed for them. Why? Because they believed in a false prophecy or twisted the true prophecies of your Bible. Because these men failed in their date setting, because their expectations were not fulfilled, does that mean that Christ will not return? Human beings have believed false doctrine and false prophecy ever since Adam and Eve. But my friends, as we've shown in previous programs, Bible prophecy has proven to be valid time and time again. My friends, your faith must be based not on men, but on your own examination of the Bible and Bible prophecy. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 21 states, Test all things, hold fast what is good. Or as the King James Version states it, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Can Bible prophecy be relied upon? Our free booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs, will help you answer that question. But some people to appear intelligent and enlightened just go along with the so-called higher critics. Back in the 18th century, critics even questioned the existence of the Assyrian Empire and the existence of the ancient city-state of Nineveh mentioned in the Bible. The Luck of Nineveh, written by Arnold C. Brackman, is a fascinating account of the famous British archaeologist Austin Henry Layard. Brackman writes in the foreword, quote, in 1817, when Austin Henry Layard was born, there was no tangible proof that Nineveh, the seat of the Assyrian Empire, which reputedly had endured longer than any empire before or since, ever existed. For that matter, there was no evidence that there ever was an Assyrian Empire. The critics, of course, ridiculed the Bible, which referred to both Nineveh and the Assyrian Empire. Brackman continues here on page 12. Quote, in the Old and New Testaments, Nineveh is mentioned 20 times, and in the Old Testament there are 132 references to Assyria. An increasing number of skeptics, however, their religious faith diluted by the spectacular scientific breakthrough accompanying the first stirring of the Industrial Revolution, sneered at tales about Nineveh and treated it as a legend that belonged to an age of fables. For them, there had never been a Nineveh 
any more than there had ever been a Troy, end of quote. The archaeologist Austin Henry Layard eventually discovered Nineveh, and the artifacts in the British Museum in London, the Louvre in Paris, the Oriental Institute Museum in Chicago, and other locales give overwhelming evidence to the historical accuracy of this ancient empire described in your Bible. Archaeology has confirmed hundreds of other historical references in the Bible. The Israel Stela, a stone slab discovered in 1896 at Thebes in Egypt, is the oldest evidence of ancient Israel outside the Bible. The stone monument, which I've seen in the Cairo Museum, records the triumph of Pharaoh Meremta of the 13th century B.C. It states, quote, Israel is devastated having no seed. Syria is widowed because of Egypt, end of quote. My friends, you can prove the validity of the Bible. Archaeology and history provide overwhelming evidence. We've seen just a sample of that evidence so far. But we need to examine other Bible prophecies as well. Have all of them been fulfilled, or did some fail? God sent the prophet Jonah to Nineveh, the same Nineveh discovered by the archaeologist Henry Laird. Jonah declared to the Assyrian capital, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. You can read that in Jonah 3, verse 4. But Nineveh was not overthrown in forty days. Did prophecy fail? We'll answer that question in the next part of our program. But first, you need to know more about Bible prophecy. This exciting free booklet will give you the evidence you need to prove how significant Bible prophecies have been fulfilled, just as God predicted. My friends, Bible prophecy will give you assurance of a glorious future, and it will reveal to you the major prophetic events that lie ahead. This free booklet is titled, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. You need this exciting free booklet. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy. Just ask for the booklet on Prophecy Fulfilled. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we saw that history has confirmed Bible prophecy again and again. But many religious people had believed in prophecies that apparently failed. They either believed in false prophecies or misapplied and misinterpreted true Bible prophecies. My friends, will you be deceived by false prophecies? One phase of the Mayan calendar ends on December 21, 2012. As you've seen in previous Tomorrow's World programs, New Agers and others predict a new world of peace beginning that day. Others, as portrayed in the movie 2012, 
predict extreme disasters including towering tsunamis, global flooding, massive earthquakes, and even destruction from asteroids raining down from the sky. My friends, don't be deceived. We need to look at the sure word of Bible prophecy as it tells us in 2 Peter 1 and verse 19. Many religious people who were sincere and had their hearts in prophecy were disillusioned when Christ did not return in 1844 as they expected. Others were disillusioned in 1972, then 1975, then 1988, and on revised dates since then. But did Bible prophecy fail? No. Human interpretations of Bible prophecy failed. Why then did God seemingly not honor Jonah's prophecy concerning the destruction of Nineveh? Let's read that warning again. The book of Jonah, chapter 3, verse 4. Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. How did the king of Nineveh and the people respond? Did they ignore the warning? No, they took action to humble themselves and repent of their wicked lifestyle and sinful civilization. Read the next verse. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. The king told everyone to humble himself, to fast, that is, to not eat or drink anything. Further, he told his people in verse 8, to cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? My friends, here's a rare example of a great city actually taking warning from God and changing its ways. The example should witness to all our Western nations that we also need to repent nationally and individually. God determined to destroy Nineveh unless they repented. How did God view their repentance? Jonah 3 and verse 10. Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Did God's prophecy fail? In this case, the prophetic warning resulted in God's blessing on the people. This, my friends, was a conditional prophecy. The prophecy was conditioned on the people's response. Will we respond to today's prophetic warnings as Nineveh did? If we don't, we will experience the severe punishment of the Great Tribulation that Jesus warned about in Matthew 24, verse 21. Our nations will fall. Yes, great empires can fall. God has predicted the fall of empires in the past, and he has predicted the fall of empires in our future. Our free booklet will help you confirm God's power to bring about his will on the earth. Be sure to request our free booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. The greatest empire of its time was Babylon. Yet Bible prophecy predicted this great power would punish other nations as a judgment from God, and then Babylon itself was to be judged for its sinfulness. More than 100 years before the overthrow of this great empire, the prophet Isaiah named the individual who would be responsible for Babylon's fall. God says of Cyrus, He is my shepherd, and he shall perform all my pleasure, saying to Jerusalem, You shall be built, and to the temple your foundation shall be laid. 
Cyrus was king over the Persians from about 558 B.C. to 529 B.C. So Isaiah is prophesying in the 8th century B.C. about a king who wasn't even born until later in the 6th century B.C. Not only did Isaiah predict Cyrus by name, he also foretold just how Cyrus would enter Babylon to conquer it. This is an amazing story. Turn to Isaiah 45 and verse 1. Cyrus was instrumental in permitting the Jews to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. Now God proclaimed that he will use Cyrus to enter Babylon in a special way. Isaiah 45 and verse 1. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings to open before him the double doors, so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. The reference to the double doors indicated how God opened the way for Cyrus's army to capture the city. The city of Babylon appeared impregnable with its massive walls and defenses, and the city had supplies that could outlast a 20-year siege. So the Babylonians just laughed at Cyrus's army when they came to attack the city. The river Euphrates passed through the middle of Babylon under the massive gates in the wall. Cyrus used an ingenious method to circumvent this obstacle. Some of his men dug channels upstream to divert the flow of the river. The Greek historian Herodotus wrote the following account. Cyrus and his non-combatant troops, quote, so greatly reduced the depth of water in the actual bed of the river that it became fordable. And the Persian army, which had been left at Babylon for the purpose, entered the river, now only deep enough to reach the middle of a man's thigh, and making their way along it, got into the town. The Babylonians themselves say that owing to the great size of the city, the outskirts were captured without the people in the center knowing anything about it. There was a festival going on, and they continued to dance and enjoy themselves until they learned the news the hard way. That, then, is the story of the first capture of Babylon. Yes, the secular historian Herodotus confirms, as do other sources such as Xenophon's Chiropedia, Bible prophecy did not fail. The prophet Daniel was in the city of Babylon the night the Persian army of Cyrus conquered the city. And through the prophet Daniel, God also let King Belshazzar know what was going to happen to him and the empire. That's the famous story of the handwriting on the wall. You can read about that event in the book of Daniel, chapter 5. King Belshazzar prepared his feast, a great party, for thousands of his nobles. They drank wine out of the plundered golden vessels from the temple in Jerusalem. Daniel 5, verse 5. In the same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his hips were loosened and his knees knocked against each other. The prophet Daniel was called upon to interpret the saying, Daniel 5 and verse 25. And this is the inscription that was written, Meeny, meeny, tekel you farson. Daniel told the king, Belshazzar, verse 26, 
This is the interpretation of each word, meaning God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then verse 30, that very night Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. Yes, the kingdom of the Medes and Persians now replaced the kingdom of Babylon, just as God had predicted. There's one more amazing prophecy I'd like to share with you in the conclusion of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you our informative, exciting free booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. This booklet will help you understand the framework of prophecy and the great plan God is working out on earth for all humanity. Jesus himself gave us prophetic trends and signs that we need to watch. My friends, Bible prophecy will give you hope for the future. It reveals the major prophetic events that lie ahead. You need this exciting free booklet. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. Just ask for the booklet on Prophecy Fulfilled. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. My friends, as we've seen in this program, Bible prophecy is genuine. And it's God's revelation to humanity. Earlier, we mentioned the prophet Daniel. Notice another example of fulfilled prophecy in Daniel, the second chapter. King Nebuchadnezzar challenged his magicians and sorcerers not just to interpret his dream, but to tell him its contents. The astrologers and other false prophets could not fulfill the king's request. But Daniel received the answer from God. He alone could tell the king what his dream was, and gave the interpretation. Daniel 2 and verse 31. You, O king, were watching, and behold a great image. This great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. Then Daniel explained to the king, that each material represented a kingdom, and he described what would happen to each kingdom foretold in the image. The head of gold represented the Babylonian Empire from 625 to 539 BC. This empire was replaced by the Medo-Persian Empire from 558 to 330 BC, represented by the chest and arms of silver. The belly and thighs of bronze represented the Greco-Macedonian Empire of Alexander the Great 
from 333 to 31 BC. The two legs of iron represent the Roman Empire from 31 BC to 476 AD. And finally, the ten toes on two feet of iron mixed with ceramic clay represent a future revival of the Roman Empire. Now, notice that the final worldly kingdoms represented by the great image Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream will all come to an end. The image represented four world-ruling empires and their extension to the end of the world or the end of the age. They will all be replaced by what is called the fifth kingdom, the coming kingdom of God. Daniel 2, verse 34. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. And what is this stone? Daniel describes its meaning in chapter 2 and verse 44. And in the days of these kings, symbolized by the ten toes, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Yes, the kingdom of God will stand forever. But remember God's warning to the scoffers. He told the prophet Ezekiel, in Ezekiel 12, verse 27, Son of man, look, the house of Israel is saying, The vision that he sees is for many days from now, and he prophesies of times far off. Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord God, None of my words will be postponed any more, but the word which I speak will be done, says the Lord God. God's prophecies will not fail. His prophecies will come to pass. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom of God, and he commanded his servants to preach it as well. The gospel is good news, and it is prophetic, looking forward to a glorious future. May God help you, my friends, to study the Bible and to study God's plan for all humanity. Ultimately, the world will enjoy peace and prosperity. But you need to study this for yourself. Be sure to request our inspiring free booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. May we all look forward to the return of Christ and world peace. These are the prophecies we're all looking forward to in faith. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World program. Roderick Meredith and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. We also invite you to join our colleagues, Wallace Smith and Rod King. They'll continue to give you special perspectives on Bible prophecy, biblical truth, and Christian living. So be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.